Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. Rhonda. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm very good. Yes. Are you you just loving the summer? Oh, like loving it. I feel like it's been an extra super long summer because of COVID and early spring. It's been like months. We've had beautiful sunshine and heat. Like such a gorgeous (gasps) summer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know. Versus some years where it's like hit and miss. I feel like we've had minimal rain. Yeah. And when it it still has had like a gorgeous week, we'll have a day of rain and then Mm. it's like gorgeous. And you went away to a cottage? I did. And it was stunning. Yeah, it was one of those things when I got to the cottage. Okay. I looked at the weather forecast for the week. Yeah. And there was like rain, thunderstorm, like a cloud with rain, thunderstorm, and a sun every day for the week. And I was like, oh no. And then I made a pack. I would not look at my phone (laughs) because then I become obsessed with weather network. Like obsessed. Like I probably check every like hour 20 times. Like it's going to change, you know, but, but yeah, but you, it's like, cause it affects your mood. It affects my mood. Yeah. Jay says I have an outdoor Rhonda and an indoor Rhonda in the summer. <laughs> cause when it's sunny, like if it's a weekend and I have to be inside in the middle of an afternoon, I'm, you're grumpy. I'm grumpy. Like I love the sun. I'm telling you, my life scripture is the Lord is a sun and a shield. It, And even the glory cloud, I don't believe in being in clouds. I believe in being in the sun. Like the Lord's a sun, okay? Like, <laughs> there's no, my, the there's glory no cloud, cloud. No, it's all sunshine. So anyway, I love the sun so much. So it ended up being every day but one was like, it was a bit hit and miss. It was still beautiful in the afternoon, but it was more cloudy and a little cooler. Okay. But it was a beautiful, st- I still was like hot. I just wasn't in the lake the whole day. The whole rest of the week, it rained in the morning by about 10, 30, 11, gorgeous sunshine. And then it rained at night a couple of times. And I was like, this perfect. Is perfect. But it's amazing now on the Weather Network, you could just put all three. And it's you're true. not wrong. Like No, no. Uh, I, but that's how it's been. It's been a bit tropical. Yeah. Like we get a little storm. Uh-huh. It's sunny for the rest of the day. It's hot. Like, yeah, yeah it's been a lot and of hot. different weather weather yeah. patterns. So anyways loving it and so yeah you're so good it's just beautiful so good we're all loving the sun and i mean look at this weekend it looks like it's gonna be another gorgeous 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 love it love it love it love it so much okay speaking of sun and maybe some power (laughs) we're still in the power gifts so i love it yeah so last this is our this is our last week on Mm -hmm. unpacking unpacking spiritual gifts yeah it's been pretty this is amazing Mm -hmm. we could talk about this for so long we oh. actually have to stop talking their podcast because we can go really long on each session because we love it we literally yeah. love talking about it because it's about yeah. how we're all used together so today we get to cover prophecy okay word of knowledge mm-hmm. words of wisdom and healing which is pretty powerful mm-hmm. so love that so Let's i'm gonna dive, dive in. right in okay. yeah i'm gonna talk about prophecy okay which i find to be Amazing. So my favorite Bible in, book in the Bible is Revelation. It is actually my favorite, favorite book. Oh my goodness. Okay, I also okay. love Lord we, of the Rings. So. We definitely need to do a podcast on Revelation then. All yeah. this studying you're doing on Revelation. Oh, yeah. Crazy. But, okay, so my favorite movie of all time is Lord of the Rings. So okay. I kind of feel like Revelation and Lord of the Rings, like... They go hand in hand. They kind of go hand in really, hand. Really, eh? It's like the epic conclusion of evil and good clash and of course like evil will be defeated because jesus has already won but (laughs) it's literally like you see this who's your horse who's your horse oh yeah my white horse yeah (laughs) yes yes shadow facts yeah from i love shadow facts i love that shadow facts my favorite the beautiful the king of the horses yes shadow (laughs) my favorite scene when he whistles and it comes around the king of the horses oh you're like okay yeah and we're coming back on white horses like it actually says that in Revelation. So there's a horse for me in having some coming back on a horse. Oh, a white one. A, a white horse. And Shadowfax is white. So. Oh my goodness. I, I might steal that name. I'm hoping my horse's name is Shadowfax because it's the fastest too. And I'm a three Enneagram. So I want to be the fastest at the front of the pack. 
<laughs> I'm joking, Lord, you know. I love you. You're so okay. funny. Okay. Anyways, all that to say, prophecy is so much a part of the Bible. Yeah. And Revelation yeah. is a prophetic, predictive book of what's to come. Like okay. it is the final, actually the final part of prophecy to be fulfilled in the story of what's to come. Jesus is like all the prophecies during the right. Old Testament. Jesus was a fulfillment of that. Then all that he predicted for his life with the crucifixion and resurrection. And then Jesus said the Holy Spirit's coming and he came. And then John gets the gift of going to the island of Patmos and experiencing whether in the body, the beach in house. Of, he went to the beach, like literally <laughs> he was on the rock house. <laughs> you know, it was a, a little island of rocks. He was on the rock house and he literally experienced the most incredible, whether in the body or out of the body. He even says that like right. whether yeah. he doesn't even know right. if he was even in that realm of the heavenlies right. experiencing this, but he sees the final epic chapter of how God is going to bring all of the rule that Satan has had on the earth, not the rain, but the rule that's been, he's had on the earth to a final conclusion forever. And uh, it's epic. So prophecy to me, <gasps> amazing that this is such a biblical, this is a strong spiritual gift that we see, like we were talking about spiritual gifts, it has a strong definition in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And so I just, I just love prophecy. So this is the definition of prophecy. It is a person operating that has a capacity to deliver truth in a public way or either in a predictive nature, predicting something that is to come, or as a situational word from God in order to correct by exhorting, edifying, or consoling believers and to convince non-believers of God's truth. The central thrust is to provide correction or perspective on a situation. So really powerful. And you see, like when you talk about situational, it could be very much about what you're going through. Someone can come up to you and say, listen, I, I feel like I have a word for you. That's often the lingo we hear around it. I feel like I have a word for you. Feeling that what they're actually saying is I have a, a something I feel in my heart. God has given me and a word. It's like a message and it could be specific to your situation, specific to what you're going through or a feeling or experiencing, or it could be a bit more on a church scale or a global scale or a leadership scale to say, I feel like this is coming or this is what you're experiencing. And it's something that they would have no idea about. It's prof it's prophetic. And it's we like, once again, we always say everything goes back to the word of God. Everything is filtered through the truth of the word. And so that would be prophecy. It's pretty, it's a power gift. It's also seen as a word gift. So it's used uh, in partnership very closely with other gifts like we've seen with discernment we've seen other gifts too that we see oh wow these are very much in partnership um, that move very closely with a primary gift so with faith you would see like certain gifts like apostleship yeah, 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 or different sure, gifts sure. that you would have mm -hmm. exhortation leadership and um, prophetic you'll see that linked but prophecy if this is a primary gift um, this is some of the symptoms and then we can kind of unpack it a little bit you're not afraid to speak out publicly or to take strong stands on issues. And when you even look in the Old Testament, like you see the prophetic all the way through, but the prophets, they were in the Old Testament because we weren't yet filled with the Holy Spirit. We never had that. Um, so in the New Testament, we see that every believer was filled with the Holy Spirit when you accepted Christ. That is when the Holy Spirit now comes on you. But in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon somebody for a moment in time or for a season in time. And for the prophets, they would have literal messages from God. Now, prophets in the Old Testament, many were killed. It was... Oh, it was intense. It you was had intense. to be right. Oh. Or you were stoned. Yeah. Like it was... Yeah. Or And even if you were right, you were, you were giving messages to ungodly kings. Like think of Jezebel. When I think of like Jezebels yeah. and like all yeah. these... Or there was Nathan, the prophet Nathan gave a, a word to King David to correct him about his sin. And it was with his adultery. So prophets were used like to deliver a message from God. And that's how we kind of see it in the Old Testament. And we now see it manifesting in the New Testament. And there's different ways it's exercised. So you're not afraid to speak up publicly or to take strong stands on issues. You tend to see the needs of the group as a whole and are willing to take stands on biblical standards. 
no matter the cost. So there's a real boldness of faith step here. It's very bold. And when you speak publicly, people are convicted by the truth that you give. You demonstrate an inner sensitivity to God and have a variety of experiences in which the Holy Spirit speaks to you. So I think that's very important too. You have an inner sensitivity to God. It's about his voice, his message. And that is where you have to be very careful because we have a very messed up heart. We have to be able to separate, like, what am I mixing into that? It's to keep the message, the message, not to infuse anything of ourselves in that because it is an inner sensitivity to God and how he speaks and the variety of experiences in which and how the Holy Spirit. So it manifests different. Some, it, like we look even um, when I look on webs, uh, like websites, some are very much global. Like they have words for a country. They have words for presidents, prime ministers. They're not equally, like they're not more powerful as a pro- like in prophecy than those that may work in a local church to completely on a Sunday say, I feel like I have a message for you. They're at the altar praying for you. They feel like I feel like I have a word for you or they text you something. Exactly. It's different it's experiences. The same, gift, the same gift. Different capacities. That's a capacity conversation. That's not a gift conversation. So yeah. anyways, and we're called to be faithful to steward God. what God has asked us to do, regardless whether it's bringing, bringing words to nations or whether it's bringing words to one person, a friend or like right. just, just someone in our life. But I think the focus, like as, as I hear you explain all of that, it keeps kind of running over my head, the capacity to deliver truth, the capacity mm-hmm. to deliver truth. And again, with prophecy, like there is a lot of even just question you know, whether do we still need prophecy today? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the scriptures are given to us completed. It's already complete. Everything that we need is here. So do we still need prophecy today? But I, uh, when I see the gift of prophecy in the church, build up the church, what I see is I see that people take what is in here and help to bring it in a way that is easy for people to understand. Absolutely. So whether it's a picture that God gives them, whether it's a visual, um, whether it's an example. Now, is it all in here? Yes, it's in here. And if we were reading it and looking, we'd find it. We'd find the message, the same message. But I think sometimes God just uses the body of Christ to illuminate a specific message that, again, can be confirmed in the scriptures. Um, to help us understand a truth that he wants us to understand, see, realize, have revelation about that maybe we're just not for a time and a season. But I do agree with you that, you know, like all the spiritual gifts, every single one of them, there's this whole flesh side of us, Mm -hmm. this whole like human side that gets mixed in. And because prophecy is a very public gift, can sometimes be given to an entire church, can, um, is always given to someone. It's always like actually shared with a person. I wonder how much of us Mm. gets mixed up in the revelation or the word that God gives us. And I think probably each situation might be a little bit different, but Mm. I think there's always a little bit of us Mm. that gets intermixed in the word. And so I've seen this play out many, many, many times, you know, you're in, you know, a staff prayer meeting, you're in a, you know, a prayer, uh, an intercessory prayer meeting, you're at church, you're um, gathering with a group of friends, and all of a sudden, somebody sees a picture, gets a word, gets a sense, and they begin to share it. And you're like, wow, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) they take they add their interpretation of what they saw. And you can tell, like, I mean, maybe not always immediately, but you can sometimes tell that, okay, what they saw and is like, is definitely from God and there's something there, but then they spun their own idea of what that meant to bring maybe even more of a slap or even more correction or even more, or to even steer something in the direction they think it should go. Like you, you see how we mm-hmm. get in the way, we you know, do. I hear that because this is one of the gifts I, I believe I have in a spiritual gift that my dominant gift is exhortation, but prophetic is very strong with my exhortation, like working together because they're very similar. Okay. 
in some of their, their workings. Okay. And I know that as I've exercised this gift, that same thing has happened to me where you kind of add a little bit, especially if you know the situation, you might add a little bit more bang for the buck, you know, (laughs) (laughs) not that God needs any help, Yeah. but you tend to, as you've grown. And then after, you know, you're still, you're learning and growing. You realize just stop with the message. Like just say, what you need to say and let it be and let God kind of bring the conviction and the truth to how it needs to come across. You don't need to actually interpret how that needs what to be. What they need to understand from that. That's right. Yeah. So I think you just end up saying, okay, that's all I need to share. Okay. And you kind of, there's always, because we're human and we only hear in part, it says we even prophesy in part. We are never going to be pure vessels. Every single thing we say, but God as our hearts are postured once again, God will take what we take, what we say, and he will bring the truths, what needs to be brought. He will. He'll use us. We don't need to, because sometimes you don't also want to have, if you have a word, you don't want to be like, oh, is this God? Is it me? What you, You've got to take it to prayer, but you've also got to take those steps and start exercising and trust. Say, God, I'm going to deliver this message. Whatever's not of you, let it fall to the ground and be done. But of you, may that be illuminated. May you help me to deliver it as you want. But knowing that if it's your words, it's going to fall to the ground. But if yeah. it's God's, it will remain. His yeah. word will go forth and do what it's accomplished, yeah. what it's sent forth to do. So, yeah. and you know, I also want to just say the one thing about prophecy that I think is really important that we can never deliver prophetic word if it is not bathed and centered and rooted in a great love to build the body of Christ, whether it's convi- if, whether it's corrective or not, it is not from a place that you are the corrector and the judge. It is from a deep place of humility of a great love for the body of Christ. Every word is meant to bring edification and correction, to protect and to sustain and to bring life to the body, not to bring hardship and hard like critical that critical edge so it has to be bathed in love and you've got to have a heart for the body of christ with great love like you beat for the body of christ otherwise the prophetic word is not going to be delivered in a way because everything like it says in chapter in um, first corinthians chapter 13 if i speak in all languages if i have the gift of prophecy if i had faith to move mountains if i gave everything it goes on but i have not love i have nothing yeah so it has to always be rooted in truth and love. And then you can move from that. But that's the starter point with prophetic. Yeah. That's the start point. Truth yeah. and love. If you don't have that, just... Totally. And if you get a word and yeah. it is sort of corrective in nature and you don't know how to deliver it in love, read what love is. Yes. It's patient and kind and does not envy or boast, is not proud or rude. Read what love is mm-hmm. and then put it through the lens of of love. And so sometimes God yes. gives you insight and ability to see something, maybe even something bad or negative or corrective, then ask God to give you what is the love perspective on that? Because God doesn't define us based on the bad parts of us. God That's defines right. us based on what Christ has done for us. Mm-hmm. So speak into that through that vein. And and prophecy, again, is one of those areas. And I actually think like people... <laughs> Our gifted in prophecy often start out with a very like hard edge to their gift. It comes across like always corrective, always negative, always like you're not doing enough. You're not pleasing the heart of God. Da, 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 da. And I actually think that you're probably seeing something, but if you don't allow the maturity mm-hmm in your relationship with God, for yourself to actually be babe, for you to have a revelation of the love of God for your life. Well, you're never going to be able to deliver the message in a way that impacts the way that God wants to use that gifting in your life. It's going to hinder your gift if you don't bathe it in love. And that's so, so important. And very much like the discerning of spirits, like they're I think sometimes prophetic people can be critical people. Mm. I, I think that they can err on the side of criticism, of believing that they have a revelation of some, how something should be. And every they it's their job to bring you there or to tell you the truth or mm-hmm. all of that. But without love, like you're saying, without love, honestly, the effectiveness of the message, even if the message is true. Like I see this all the time with my kids and, you know, uh, because we are God's kids, 
it's so, so important that we understand that our, our identity as children, our identity as belonging to God and how he sees us and how he loves us. But I do this with my kids that sometimes I can see something in their life that needs correction. It comes out of my mouth, like just constant criticism. Mm -hmm. It just comes out Mm -hmm. like criticism. But actually what I really want to say is, do you understand how profoundly gifted you are? Do you understand how profoundly wise, how profoundly I can see something that they're not walking in. Mm -hmm. And instead of actually calling them, which is what God does for us, he calls us higher. I kind of beat them down Mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm critical and I, I'm, you know, judging their character or they're being lazy or they're this or that. Really the heart behind it is I see so much more in you. Like you are, you are an extraordinary person. Why are you selling yourself short? But it comes out like criticism, right? And that's again, when we don't operate in the fullness of love. So that is so important. So important. And I I think that's exactly what you're saying, Laura, because there is an authority, like even when you're speaking to your children, there's a bit of, and I think the authoritative feel that can come from it it has to be bathed and loved. Not that the message, like how it's delivered will be much, not that it takes away from the truth, takes away from like, sometimes it is a hard, a corrective, but it's ba- like almost has that softness where the sense of, <laughs> they're kind of hugged too as they're being like, it's yeah. like it's a surgery, but they're being, there's some grace in the anesthetic. It's not just yeah. like, sit down, I'm going to take your arm off. Like yeah. it's literally because it really with the prophetic, a person operating in this gift is deeply impressed that God has by his spirit given them a message to deliver and they proclaim this message with authority and conviction. And I think that's where the lack of maturity has been. There's been very authoritative and like you said, corrective and instead of like coming from this is God by his spirit. And what is God's spirit? Everything that God's given has been through love. So as it comes through spirits, filtered through love. But because there is authority and conviction is attached to this. So they are a message that brings people into a greater insight into God's word. And this conviction is about conviction of sin. So these are not easy words too, like conviction of sin, bringing reproof, providing comfort too. It also can provide a lot of comfort or a new sense of direction. And that can be really infusing them or just realigning. And many times a message can speak to a prominent issue that is facing the person or the group. And it's not one that will expose the big, the biblical word of God necessarily. Like a tr- like teaching can expose and bring in like illumination to the truth of the word, but it actually exposes the will of God and God's heart in a situation for that's someone. Awesome. So I think that's really important because it's exposing the heart and will of God. You've got to come with the heart and will of God first in your own heart like allowing that to funnel through that lens. So yeah, no, that, that is that that's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Graham Cook does a brilliant job of this because he also operates in a word of knowledge gift. So mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get a word of knowledge like you, God will give you knowledge about something you really should have no, like no way of knowing about a person. And sometimes that, that word of knowledge is very, very specific and you can see something into their life. And then he'll give you a word of exhortation or prophecy, um, that is in line with that. But again, if you just go straight to that person and tell them what you saw, you're going to lose the effectiveness of the message that God wants to bring. Because remember, the scriptures say that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. So even when God corrects us, it's actually through kindness and grace. We need a revelation of the grace of the cross in everything that comes out of our mouth, because mm-hmm. that's the most powerful message mm-hmm. we could ever share or bring. And so again, we have to die to ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to die to what we think someone should do and really just be conduits for God's working in our lives. The other thing that's so interesting about prophecy, and I don't know if you found this too, but you know, when I was younger, I always like wanted a word. Like I would get excited about this idea of like getting a word from somebody or if someone was had a prophetic gifting or came through, I was like, oh, like I would love for God to speak. And the, the older I got and the more, the more I kind of understood it, I, you realize that often a profound word will come to your life and it like it will profoundly impact you, maybe even be super anchoring for a season. 
but almost every single time there is a really difficult season that's coming on the other end of that word. <laughs> Do you, have you experienced that? Totally. So that's why when we're, I'm, I'm looking at you like almost put my hand back. Like when no, someone's like, like, I got a word for you. You're like, no, no, oh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need one. Like God's word gives me all the words I need. I don't need another. No, but I'm it good. does. It, it sort does. of anchors you. And yeah. in the moment, sustain we you often don't interpret the word in exactly what is coming or what, it, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to mm-hmm. unfold in our life. We kind of receive it as deep encouragement and it mm-hmm. should be. Mm-hmm. But often what I've found over and over is the more profound the word usually a season of testing is coming like a very difficult season. And the word can often anchor me through that season. But now I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't need God to speak. Like he's speaking enough through his word. I don't, I don't want another word because I know what that means. Yeah. yeah. A difficult seasons ahead. Yeah. No, so. so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. That's really, really fun. But speaking about the disciplines though, it talks about that we're all to prophesy. And when it's saying that, you may not have the spiritual gift of prophecy, which is this boldness and this ability to speak in this way. But prophecy is about edification as well. And so we want to be really clear. Like when we're talking about the purpose of it, building up that edification. So we focus a little bit on the more corrective or like exhorting side that brings alignment or predictive or exposing of just issues, like kind of bringing a a perspective, not exposing a perspective to issues. There is also the big part of the prophecy is the edification and all believers yeah. can walk in edification. So what do you think that looks like then? What does it look like for a believer to walk in the spiritual gift of prophecy for edification and building up? How would someone do that? I'd have a discipline. I'd yep. have a discipline. How would someone do that? Do you think? Like, Oh, I think when we encourage someone or we speak okay. into someone's heart, okay. life, speak a scripture over them, a word of blessing or to say, I just want to say as I was praying for you or you pray about someone and we let them know I was praying for you. And I pray that, you know, you'd be blessed today. And this is a scripture I want to encourage you with is to bring life and it's to bring hope and to bring like a support edification reinforces and builds life. So that is something that we should be doing. I think everything, but this all the more so like speaking life into each other. And we live in a society that's the opposite of what happens, but this is actually the spiritual discipline. And it's that simple. Like it doesn't have to be a word or a vision. It literally could be, I, I was thinking about you today. I want to know how much you appreciate it. I'm going to, I'm praying this over you. Here's a Psalm and put their name in the Psalm. And literally it could be that easy. I love like a that. scripture, just a scripture say, this is my prayer for you today. Or I just want to tell you how much you mean to me and like how you've blessed my life. Bringing life, that is actually edification. And that's prophetic to be used to build the kingdom of God. We're not doing it to build our business, build our lives, build our material. We're doing it to build someone else. And that is a kingdom principle. That's love what we that. do. Love that. Okay. Yeah. So if you're listening to us today, we put a challenge out. Yeah prophesy over yes. someone today. So yep. find a scripture, find something out of God's word, put someone's name in it and send it to them. Exactly. Send it to them. That's prophecy. That yep. is actually speaking into existence, calling what isn't as though it is over someone's life based on the word of God, not just like making something up yep. and not just like manifesting some, you yeah. know, yeah. future desire, but actually using God's word to speak over somebody and to speak into their life and to call them into what God has already given them. Like that's the beauty of how out of discipline, every single one of us can prophesy. And that's what Paul said. I desire all of you to prophesy. I I, I desire, this is one of the higher gifts. And I, I don't believe it's higher in more value, like we've been saying a thousand times, but it's higher in the sense of Paul is urging like, every one it. of us to use this because yeah. this builds up the body of Christ. This strengthens the body of Christ. And we all need it. We need people yeah. to see with eyes of faith who God sees us to be and calling that out in our lives. Totally, Lord. And I want to say one more little note because I did this in my life group. I just said, you know, how I kind of started years ago too, like this is something I love, yeah. the prophetic side. But if you even in the day all of a sudden randomly think about somebody, it's not random. Like, I don't know. Have you ever had that? You've just been driving oh, yeah. and all of a sudden someone comes, yeah. send them a text and be like, I just want you to know I was praying for you today. And I just want you to know if they don't know Christ, you, I just... You know, I'm praying for you. God loves you. And just simple. So you good. have no idea how many times someone has come back and said, how did you know? 
like I needed that today and I'm like I didn't like you literally I don't want to say on the text you randomly came in my head but it literally yeah it wasn't like I was in my prayer time no I could have been driving grocery shopping I just think of someone and now I don't dismiss those moments like as soon as I think about someone I'll send them a note right I'm praying for you or I'll find them like a scripture and yeah. say this is my prayer for you today I tell you what how God uses that so even those listening, you can use a spiritual discipline. I think it's very important to really bring life. I think we're called to do that. It says, sing songs, encourage each other right. all the more. It tells us to do that. But when You people- can sing a song over me anytime, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. You want to send me a voice memo? La, la, la. I would love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little songogram. She's <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> but if you think of someone mm-hmm. randomly, this is the second challenge. Like we've just given you one to practice this every yeah. day to be intentional. Yeah. But as someone comes across your mind, do not dismiss it. And if you're doing something, write it down on a piece of paper and later go back. You have no idea that day, that moment, what they were facing and watch what God is going to do. And it is going to build your faith to be like, Oh my goodness, God can speak through me. God can use me. Yes, he can. Yeah. That's how simple it is. And you know what that is exactly? That's practicing your spiritual gifts. That's practicing your gifts. Yeah. And again, prophecy, like you said a minute ago, exhortation, encouragement, even faith, even discernment, even word of knowledge, word of wisdom, all of these sort of have a can have a similar outflow. So again, one of those gifts might be your primary gift, but God can sort of use us in the other gifts That's right. through our primary, through our main outflow of that gift. But yeah, that's how we practice. That's we it. actually have to practice. Yeah. And as we practice, we actually will get more in tune with the Holy Spirit as yeah. we use those gifts. I love this. I love talking about prophecy. Okay, I don't want we can move on from prophecy and Lord of the Rings so. and Revelation and all this fun <laughs> stuff. All right. Okay, Revelation Lord. is coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Rhonda, you're gonna teach us on Revelation. Oh, all right. So the next one we're gonna unpack is word of wisdom. All mm. right. So word of wisdom is defined um, as the capacity to know the mind of the spirit. Interesting, the mind of the spirit in a given situation and to communicate clearly the situation facts, truth, or application of the facts and truth to meet the needs of the situation. So this is one of the gifts, again, that's listed in our listing of gifts. And again, let me just reiterate, it's the capacity to know the mind of the spirit in a given situation to communicate clearly the situation, facts, truth, or application of the facts and truth to meet the needs of the situation. Now, as I read that, I see a couple of words that pop out. Truth, mm-hmm. again, is popped mm-hmm. out, and that's similar um, in prophecy, right? And in and in discernment. So truth, I think, is a really, really central core in all the gifts. It is bringing and illuminating truth mm-hmm. through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we see this in so many of the gifts, and I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Um And so there's a couple of descriptions between wisdom and knowledge, and they're very close. So knowledge and wisdom are often being used synonymously. The phrases are repeated for emphasis. Two Mm. gifts are really not distinct gifts, but are simply in ways which some of the other gifts are released, such as prophecy or exhortation. So again, we can see that there is this like inter... Uh, dependency and interuse, this connectedness between the gifts and how they're Mm -hmm, expressed. mm -hmm. These two gifts, that is wisdom and knowledge, are distinct in their own right, though there may not be enough evidence to finally distinguish between the two. One can certainly offer tentative definitions, which are backed up by possible illustrations from the scriptures. So again, the gift of uh, wisdom, the supernatural Holy Spirit given gift of wisdom, there's not a lot of biblical data Mm -hmm. around it. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it's not a gift. It is like prophecy just has a lot more reference to it throughout the scripture. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of the other gifts, there's not too much for us to draw from but these are some of the ways. So if you have this gift, this might be some of the things that you sense or feel. So you may have the ability to be sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, which allows for the recognition of ideas and concepts that God is speaking into a situation. Hmm. You may have a quickness to transfer concepts into application for a situation. You may have a good understanding of biblical truth in the Bible, 
So again, there's a lot of connections with discernment there. You may have an ability to see principles of truth. You may have the ability to grasp situations by intuition and see solutions for the situation almost simultaneously. Further analysis and evaluation will often confirm your intuitive knowing of what to do in that situation. When a word of wisdom comes, the intu- when a word of wisdom comes in the intuitive way and is given in a group setting, it usually is authenticated by those who hear it by a consensus of approval. So again, I've seen this gift in operation and it's true. It happens just like that, where somebody maybe will be describing a problem, a difficulty, a challenge that they're facing, and somebody else in the room will explain it or provide a solution to it or provide truth around it. And you kind of all look at that person like, wow, like, did you just, did you just like come up with that out of thin air? Like, did you just know that? Like, where did that come from? You kind of have this sense, but you also have this sense in your spirit, like a confirming sense, like, yeah, wow, that's really, that's really wise. That's really, really wise. Yeah. And again, it really is a Holy Spirit enabled power gift because it doesn't really make sense that they would just have that knowledge accessible so easily and so quickly. Now, lots of people are wise just out of discipline too, Mm -hmm. or even out of acquired skill, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. even just an acquired skill of like having experience in life and having like learned lessons. And so there's wisdom there, but then there's this, this supernatural sort of an understanding that comes around situations where you can just know what the right thing is to do. And again, all of this, you see it over and over and over again, is based on the truth of the word of God. And if you don't have a knowledge of the truth of the word of God, you're not going to be as accurate Mm -hmm. if this is the gift that you have. You must know it. Now, I also believe that because it's supernatural and it's spontaneously given by the Holy Spirit, that you could even, the Holy Spirit can quicken to your words, truth that's in the word of God that you're not even aware Mm -hmm. is in the word Mm -hmm. of God because it's coming from him, right? But it's so helpful if you know that what you're saying is actually confirmed in the word of God. Sometimes you're not going to realize you're gonna be like, oh, wow, was that in the Bible? Oh, awesome. But because it's literally from the Holy Spirit, but it's better if, you know, as you get to know the word of God, you can confirm that what you're saying is actually true. Well, I know that I, I, I'm just going to say it loud. Pastor Jay, your husband is probably one of the most, uh, like someone I know that has such a strong word, like the spiritual gift of wisdom. Uh, like every time we're in a staff meeting, we're hitting a problem or situation, the way he's able to look at it and bring alignment and truth to it and problem solve it in a way, even explain it in a way that kind of diffuses and brings them like a solution is extraordinary. So interesting again. And and so I wonder if that's, that would probably be his primary gift of teaching, but using a a gift of wisdom that comes right interlaced into that gift of teaching. So then he's able to even articulate. So that's really cool. Like how many times do we feel like that? eh? We we talk about a very difficult subject. Yeah. And Jay will talk about it and we're all like, yeah, that, that was incredible. Yeah. And I have such a better understanding or I feel so more at peace or yeah. I feel like, okay, this is just, this has given me a greater perspective of what, how this is working and how we're to walk this out. So amazing. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. So a person, um, who operates in this gift often reports that the source of the wisdom can be expressed in a variety of different ways. And, but all of it, comes from, you know, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the truth of the word of God, and is based in that truth. And it is a profound and powerful gift Mm -hmm. in the body of Christ Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. needed in every situation. I mean, how often do we find ourselves in situations where we just don't know what to do? We just don't know what to do. Now, again, like all the gifts as believers, we're all called to walk in wisdom. Mm -hmm. We're all called to be wise, Mm -hmm. to be careful, to Mm -hmm. bring in advisors. But if you know, and you have someone in your life who genuinely has a spiritual gift of wisdom, 
go to them when you're not sure what to do. Yes. Place them in a position in your life to have influence because usually God will use them to speak and to help to guide the body of Christ into truth. Mm -hmm. And so again, that's how we want to work together that when we need wisdom, that we go to people with a spiritual gift of wisdom. Oh yes. Now this gift, just like all the other gifts may not be about everything, a hundred percent of the time, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's as the Holy Spirit enables and Mm -hmm, allows mm -hmm. situationally. Mm -hmm. So just like all the gifts, just because someone has this gift doesn't mean that in every single situation, they're going to know the wisest thing to do, but it's a great place to start. It is. Right. It is. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that because prophecy was about the will of God, knowing the will of God and word of wisdom is about knowing the mind. Interesting, eh? Yeah. Mind of the spirit. The mind of the spirit. So neat. Okay, so word of knowledge. So word of knowledge, this gift refers to the capacity or sensitivity of a person to supernaturally perceive revealed knowledge from God, which otherwise could not or would not be known and apply it to a situation. The central thrust is getting revelatory information. So this would be an example. I'm going to, I'm going to go about the symptoms in a minute, mm-hmm. but this would be like someone comes up to you and we say it in like the, the spiritual ease word, they read your mail. Mm-hmm. They literally say, you just lost your job and you've been struck. And they start to tell mm-hmm. you details of your mm-hmm. life. They don't know. They don't no. know you No, I know the situation. And you're like, there is no way you would have known that. I mean, yeah. I think this one is so cool. Me too. This one is my favorite one. Hopefully, you're not. You probably won't be a nosy person if you get this. Word of knowledge. Oh my. Word of knowledge. Like God gives you. Like it says, supernatural revealed knowledge. Yeah. That you would not or otherwise have ever known. Like never know. And it could be like you lost your mom at twenty. You know, twenty two years old, and you've struggled with her death, and you but, and you'd be like, how would you have known that? So. It's that kind of like, I think that's kind of what it looks like. It's pretty profound. So funny. One time I was walking in a grocery store and this man walked up to me in the grocery store and he was like, is your name Lori? No. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I have a message from God for you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then he's like, I'm just kidding. I, I, I knew you. I'm so-and-so blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I started dying laughing, but I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you scared me so much. Oh my goodness. Isn't that so funny? Okay. That's pretty funny. That's a good prank. (laughs) Did you ever have anyone have a word, like Um, read your mail? Like, yes, but I can't, I don't have a specific example off the top of my head where like somebody said, like creepily like accurate information about like detailed information that I can remember. Yeah. But, um, did you, I did. I had one time, like someone fully read my mail. Like what, like what, like what kind of Well, I was young. Yeah. It was before I was married and I had just broken up with somebody. Oh, wow. And I was like really like trying to maybe see if it would work again. Like we had, oh yeah. Okay. This gentleman, he was an evangelist. I was singing at like a youth conference pulled me out of the crowd okay this is kind of funny because when he pulled me out of the crowd he's like where's that blonde girl from our group his name was one accord from one accord and i'm like oh he must know i have an anointed life like he's gonna (laughs) he's gonna like totally speak over my life and say like i know god has called you like i'm thinking like move aside everybody okay hilarious that's that. the truth that's in my our, brain. That's our human. That, that's who we are. That's who I am. Okay. That's who we are. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh. So I come down. I'm like all of 20 years old or whatever. So I come <laughs> down. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. He literally, it's like clear as day. He takes the mic. This is like a conference of a thousand young people. Okay. And this is like in a massive, like it's at a camp. So there's no seats. All the kids are at the altar. He puts his microphone under his armpit and he leans right down. He's like, young lady, are you pursuing a relationship that you've recently broke up with? And I was like, maybe. (laughs) He's like, I just want you to know God has someone for you that is meant to uh, support the call that God has. But if you do not follow what God has for you and let this go aside, you're you're not going to move forward. Like God is, he has closed that door and you need to leave that door closed. And I started bawling because I'm like, (gasps) nobody would have known that it had just started. Not that uh, this is water in the bridge. I'm like 45 years old. No, 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 no. But but to say, yeah, it was exactly like he didn't know I was called from God, like young. 
He said the call you've received from God, like that yeah. literally spoke to that, spoke to about me rekindling a relationship, saying like, this is not the path for you. Like, and God has someone, like all the things I was doing and saying, but I was like, that was totally the word of knowledge. Like somebody to call you out like that and boldly to kind of oh read your goodness. mail. It's amazing and you know what he probably been doing that from and he's pra- like yeah that's what we're saying that yeah. was at a level where he's been practicing oh, and yeah. just had confidence yeah. you may just have a little sense about someone yeah. and with the word of knowledge you might say like hey listen i could be off here oh totally so which even, is always good to approach know, it with humility like take this yeah take this for what it does is this or make any sense totally. to you like asking those questions are really don't good say if god you said, have a sense or god yes, showed me yeah pl- yeah please, please don't one time when Jason and I were youth pastors, we were at a youth retreat and the speaker had a very like prophetic and yeah. word of knowledge gift gift and stood up in front of the um, the whole group and pointed a certain person out and said to this person, I just want you to know that, you know, I, I, I can see that you're going to be married and have a beautiful, beautiful life. And I just want you to know your wife is not in this room. And he was dating someone who was in this room. So this set that in that room. So the second that he, this guy said that, like your future wife is not in this room, she gets up. I mean, instantly <gasps> storms out, crying her eyes oh out. Oh my like goodness! A scene broke out, and we're he and I are looking like, dude, <laughs> come on! <laughs> like, why would you say that? And he's like sorry oh my <laughs> and he was right but oh my goodness that's so funny so anyways yeah. but the word of knowledge is amazing like mm-hmm. when you hear these stories like people will pull some like you said them all like yeah. walk back someone and just yeah. rhyme off all these things and the person because everything is meant to bring people to the authentic the power gifts once again we're in the power gifts it's about revealing the authenticity of god's power and presence yeah and so that's what it's doing so it's good. really doing that so ooh, this is a cool one anyway Love that. Okay. Symptoms. Okay. So symptoms, if you have this, it's a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's prompting, which allows for the recognition that certain thoughts or impressions are from God, a recognition that in certain situations, the Holy Spirit wants to do something and gives you knowledge that could not have originated with you. This knowledge helps release the activity of God in the situation. So prophecy is about the will. The wisdom is about the mind, mind of Christ, of the spirit. and this is about the release of activity of God in the situation. So release of activity, which is super cool. Okay. And it's awareness that God releases knowledge and information in a variety of ways. So I just love that. And when a person operates in this gift, they report that the source of the knowledge comes in a variety of different ways. Like it could come from, like it's always from the knowledge of God and his awareness of people, of what they're going through and what they're experiencing. But it's, it can come in different ways. They can have a vision, a sense, literally have words. But like prophetic, it can come in a variety of different ways. It's not going to look the same for everyone. And it's like we're talking about capacity. It's not always going to be yeah. in the same measure. But I think it's the fact that you sometimes get a sense that you under you know something that someone's gone through with not even knowing somebody. Yeah. Like a sense. like a, yeah. Or you might even talk to them and be like, hear a word, cancer, or hear something and then as you open your mouth the word can even just continue to unfold like as you you begin to kind of share so yeah it's really neat how that happens yeah and that's exactly that is exactly how it happens sometimes like you start with just a sense and then as you start to open your mouth the lord sort of gives you more details and more details come come out the other thing that can happen with this gifting is that god can actually give you insight revelation of something you really shouldn't know um and but that information the person that you're even the person you're delivering it to they're not aware of that yet Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. maybe it's something that's happening like that could be something let's say that's happening in their house maybe with one of their kids Mm -hmm. and you get revelation about it but they don't they don't know so they're not going to be able to confirm to you even in the moment if you brought that like let's say I said to you um, you know, I just, I have a sense that, um, your, you know, your daughter is sneaking out at night and da, 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 da. And you're not even aware, like yeah. you don't, what? You, you don't know or whatever. Yeah. Right. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Or is into this or has mm-hmm. this friend who's influenced. Right. And so again, sometimes, sometimes in the moment, the word is not able to be c- completely confirmed, but in time, 
if it's from the Lord, it absolutely will be. And sometimes you have to have the patience, but also just the humility to approach it really with, does this make sense? Do you know? Exactly. No, that doesn't. No, I'm not aware of any of that. Okay. Then let it go. And then you just leave it and you let it go and you leave it in the Lord's hands and in prayer and just pray into it and then leave it. Like it's all supernatural thing that's happening. You have no responsibility to actually like make something happen. Mm-hmm. So you ha- we have to remove kind of that responsibility we place on ourselves that if I don't, whatever that is, God's not going to work. Uh, no, that's right. <laughs> like God is going to have his way in that person's life in one way or another, even if he has to just from divine inspiration from heaven, tell a person something in a dream. However, there's no limit to totally. if God needs something to get to somebody, it's going to happen. So again, I think we just have to remember like I, I may decrease so that you may increase Lord and just, mm. we don't, it's not our responsibility, but sometimes we, we take that on our shoulders and then we mm-hmm. feel the burden and then mm-hmm. that we lose the joy. And mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, there's supposed to be a beauty. There's supposed to be an ease. There's supposed to be such a joy in partnering with the Holy spirit as mm-hmm. we operate in the gifts that he's given us. Yeah. So neat. And you might just think it's normal that people have this intuition like that. It's really not like you might not have ever said anything. Like you might be listening and you're like, oh my goodness, I've had that happen. And later on, they've told me that. And I've been like, I knew that, or I thought that you most likely, like not everyone thinks like that, like that has these like detailed thoughts like that. So, you know, that's something that you can take for the Lord. And I love saying this. It's just something I really feel like we get our confidence from God. We, it's about him. It's about him and who he is. But confirmation comes through your community. That's how it happens. But you will not be able to have, you can have, okay, the confidence of who you are in God. That's number one. But have a confidence, say, okay, I think this is it. But you do need the confirmation to continually fan the flame of confidence. So you have the boldness to continue practice. Because even when you may don't you may not get it right, which you won't. Like we're not, we're not God. Like we're just vessels but you have the complete confidence to keep stepping out, but you need that confirmation. And as you get more in the confirmation as people are like, oh my goodness, yes, it will give you the assurance that even in the future, when you share something, like you said, and someone doesn't know or validate it, you might then be able to then deliver it in a way that's not um, damaging, but to say, listen, this is what I'm sensing, but that comes later. Because if someone right away, if you're new and someone says no, it's probably not the time to be like, I'm going to practice this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might want to just yeah. go to home and sit on it. And if yeah. it still keeps coming up yeah. then, but in the moment, like this is one of those that usually happens in the moment. It can happen later. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But this happens in the moment and later. So it is a bit because mm-hmm. often it'll be like you're sitting with someone yeah. and you'll get a sense and it yep. could be a now word that they need to hear. So I think it's, it's just letting yourself kind of work that out with God. Yeah. But yeah. And the whole thing, like the whole thing. Ask God, talk Ask to God, God about it. Yeah. Like talk to him about it. If yeah. you do deliver one and they, they, it doesn't resonate, it's just, they don't, they're not aware or yeah. whatever. And it just falls, then ask the Holy Spirit, what was that about? Yeah. What what was that? Like, yeah. ask for revelation, ask for understanding. You have a relationship with him. So let him yeah. guide you yeah. in your relationship with him. And honestly, you will never regret being um, humble and cautious totally. as you approach these gifts. And, and, if they're for the protection of the body of Christ to, to illuminate truth, then we have to be all the more safe in our execution of yeah. these gifts in the body of Christ that we are building yeah. up. We are edifying. That's the point of the gifts. Yeah. So and even being humble enough to say, you know, I'm practicing this gift. So, you know, thanks for being just even yeah. open for me even to just, Oh, to I'm share. so sorry. I must've got that yeah, wrong. Like exactly. just own that own and then it and let on. it go. That's right. Ask the Lord and then let it yeah. go and don't yeah. let it hinder you from the next time. Yeah. It's just part of growing. So mm-hmm. anyway, but I've definitely had people say things to me that don't make sense in the moment. Mm-hmm. And later down the road, mm-hmm. something happens yeah. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that, that's what that was. But I didn't know it in the moment moment. and it was later confirmed. So again, like it, you You really don't know how God wants to unfold something in somebody's life. And so just trust that you get to be a small part of the process, That's right. but it's really all him. It's all the Holy Spirit. It is. And even you saying that, I think it's important that if you've had something happen down the road, 
go back to that person and let yes. them know because they need to know they Agree. took they took a step to kind of share yeah and may have struggled a little bit after being like was i wrong yeah I'm so even a little bit embarrassed or be like oh man like i just maybe i don't have i don't have it i don't and all of a sudden you come back they're yeah. like what it's don't like that's important too to kind of finish that circle that if it's not for now whether it's a prophetic word whether it's a word of knowledge whatever it may be take the time to go back and to let people know if something has been on like that's important that's really good yeah so that's really good that's really good and our last one here today is healing the gifts of healing so the gifts of healing refer to the supernatural releasing of healing power for curing all types of illnesses so we did the gift of miracles, which mm-hmm. was different. So that's more spontaneous, supernatural, you know, kind of acts of God that defy nature. The gifts of healing are supernatural, again, releasing of healing power for the curing of all types of illness. And again, we see healing all through the scriptures. We see Jesus operate in, the, in this gift whenever the Father gave him permission as the Holy Spirit enabled in his life. Because um, I... I I just want to remind us that Jesus actually used spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. He laid down his divinity and he allowed the Holy Spirit to empower specific gifts for the specific time as the Holy Spirit allowed in his life. You notice in the scriptures that he didn't heal everyone. Mm -hmm. He he didn't heal Mm -hmm. everyone, which you you would think like, well, why? I I don't know. I don't know the answer, but he didn't. So he was he only did what he saw the father doing. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit empowered him to do, enabled him to do. He used spiritual gifts in his ministry. And so we see examples of that all through the scriptures. And then we see examples of that after he died and rose as well. So we see examples of, you know, Peter and the apostles, specifically gifts of healing. Now, in the North American and kind of Western church, we don't see this gift as much as we would like to in operation. And again, this is another part, I think, of the mystery of, I don't know why, but as we talk about this, my prayer and our heart in this would be that there would be a fresh release Mm. and a fresh awakening and a fresh activation of specifically gifts of miracles, gifts of healing. We want to see this for the glory of God and so that people can come to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that again, the authentication of the power of God and who God is Mm -hmm. can be made known in the world and in our world. And we need it now more than ever. And so Mm -hmm. we're believing for it. We're just going to keep standing on it and we're going to believe it. It's in the Bible. So we're going to believe it whether we see it or not. Um, So some of the symptoms of that you may have a gift of healing. And I believe with all my heart that this is one of the gifts that you know, is lying dormant in the body of Christ and that there are some of you that are listening today that have these gifts and they're dormant. And I don't know why, and Mm -hmm. I don't know when the Holy Spirit is going to release them and when he's going to empower them, but some of you have these gifts. And I think that some of you might even know that you have them, but they're, they're dormant. So Mm -hmm. you're afraid to step into that. But I think some of you know it, and I think it'll be through the Holy Spirit revealing that to you. So here's, here's what the symptoms are. You have a deep desire to see God alleviate physical problems in people and the willingness to be used by God to do so. You have an unusual ability to sense the power of God when it is present for healing. You have the ability to trust God and believe that he wants to heal. You have a willingness to take risks for God. And the principle of contagion probably applies here. People who are around people operating in this type of healing ministry are likely to be drawn into it and to be open for God's releasing of this gift to them so they can release the healing to others. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. That's the only time I've heard that Mm -hmm. particular thing described. Mm -hmm. Although I have seen that when you get in, in environments where certain spiritual gifts are manifest, you, it does sort of invite you into be able to also operate in that gifting too. And this is specifically laid out in this explanation of healing. Oh yes. Oh Lord, please bring a fresh release of this in Jesus name. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's so powerful. It is powerful. That's so powerful. So this is definitely a gift we need. There are so many 
so many people sick Mm -hmm. in the world and physical illness uh, debilitates and holds back and limits Mm -hmm. even what people are able to do for God, their heart, what they want to do for God, it limits them. And, you know, I do believe that in our spirit, that even a physical limitation of sickness doesn't limit our spirit, doesn't limit what God can do through us. But I understand that if you're in pain every single day, and that's just, you know, that's just overtaking your, um, your joy Mm -hmm. and your quality of life and, you know, all of your energy to even just Mm -hmm. do what you need to do in a day and and live, live your responsibilities like that. Yeah. Like I know that healing is coming. I know that one day all things will be made new. And I want to believe that here on earth, we can experience some of that and maybe the fullness of it won't be till, you know, we're in heaven, but we'll still believe and we'll still pray and we'll still, you know, continue to step out. But I do believe that there are some in the body of Christ that have this gift lying dormant. And so it's our heart and prayer that this would be activated. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, why don't we pray into some of these today? Yeah, definitely. Pray into what we have, words of wisdom, prophecy, words of knowledge and miracles. Okay. So I, I'll pray for the prophecy and the word of knowledge. And you want to pray for the word of wisdom and, Let's do it. and healings. And let's just pray for a fresh release and Let's awakening. Let's do it. I yeah. love it. Love it. Well, Father, I thank you that we can come and ask for the gifts. And so we ask, you tell us to desire the gifts. So we desire all the spiritual gifts and we just open our hands to them. And we Mm -hmm. thank you that you are the one that determines all things. And so we trust you with what you determine is what we are to steward. But we ask for these gifts, God, and for the spirit of wisdom, God, for the spiritual gift of wisdom. We just speak right now a fresh impartation and a fresh release and awakening of the prophetic in the body of Christ in the spiritual discipline as well. God, we just pray for a fresh awakening of the power of life and death in the tongue that we can speak life over each other. We can speak words of faith over each other without having to feel that we have to measure up to those that have the spiritual gift of prophecy. It's not about that. You said that we would all prophesy, that we'd all build one another up. We would sing spiritual songs with one another and encourage each other. And so God, we just speak for a fresh awakening in the body of Christ for life to be spoken from the tongue, to breathe life into the body of Christ and that that would be done through edification, through Mm -hmm. the prophetic and the body of Christ. And for those that have the spiritual gift of prophecy, we just speak a fresh awakening, a fresh awareness, revelation of your will and of truth that they can align to the truth of your word of God to help the church navigate through uncertain times to see the bigger picture, to see your will in the midst of chaos or in the midst of just global situations that God and local and situational, whatever capacity you're using the prophetic gift in, we pray a fresh release and a fresh awakening of this gift and your anointing. Thank you. That is by your empowerment. So you hold the outcome, you hold what is to take place. And so we just thank you for that. God bring a fresh awareness of truth Mm -hmm. and for the word of knowledge, God, we thank you for the sensitivity. So we pray a fresh awakening and just anointing the sensitivity of those that have the spiritual gift, God, that they would just have a fresh revelation of the knowledge that you bring to bring people to have a fresh activity of your presence in their lives. Thank you that you will awaken them to just walk in malls, walk through the church, walk into situations and to have a revelation of what people are going through to bring people to their knees, to salvation, God, to see like, oh my goodness, God hears, God sees, God loves me. So God, thank you that you will help them to step in boldness. I just speak right now, God, that they would have the boldness in their in this gift to step out that they would not be silenced but they would be bold to step out and to bring the revealed knowledge that you are giving them so that people can see this is God at work and this is about God so thank you God for a fresh revelation fresh empowerment fresh infusion in Jesus name Yes, Lord. And so, Father, we also just pray for the supernatural spiritual gift of wisdom to be unleashed in the body of Christ. We need wisdom Mm -hmm. now more than ever in a time and a culture where experience defines truth. God, we need your biblical, supernatural wisdom from on high. And so, and I pray that those that have this gift would um, come to the surface Mm -hmm. and also have places in the church and in the kingdom to be able to use this gift to help bring alignment to the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. to help us 
bring us on the same page, to help us come together in mm-hmm. unity and to help to reveal truth mm-hmm. in a way that is powerful, in a way that is humble, in a way that is yes, completely God. covered in your love. And so, Father, we just pray for a fresh release. And if anybody feels they have, they may have a gift of wisdom, we just pray for a fresh infilling of your yes, Holy Spirit God. on this gift, a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit in this God. gift. And may this gift be in full operation in your life and in the people around you as you use this gift for God's glory. And God, we also pray for the gift of healing, a gift that we don't often see in the in the Western church um, as much as we would like. Yes, of course, we testify and we do see healing. We do see healing as a process in some different ways. Yes, but Lord, God. we want to see the yes, supernatural God. awakening yes, and the supernatural un, uh, outpouring of healing yes, for God. physical illness, Thank for you, mental illness, mm. for sp- even spiritual illness, for things that cause us that hold us back and limit us physically. God, we want to see a breakthrough in this area. God, we don't know what's standing in the way, but father do whatever you need to do in our hearts to release this in the body of Christ. And Lord, I just want to pray, um, a confession and a repentance prayer. God, if there's anybody who has experienced the pain that has come from someone making them believe that they're not healed because they don't have enough faith, God, we just repent as the church at large mm-hmm. for making people feel like somehow mm-hmm. healing is about them, that it's mm-hmm. somehow conditional upon whether they have enough faith or not. God, we recognize that That's supernatural good. healing is it's a sovereign thing that comes from you and comes from you alone. And we don't understand every part of it, but father, we do want to operate in the fullness of the body of Christ, both as people who need healing. God, we want to have faith for that as people with gifts of faith Mm -hmm. and gifts of healing. We want to have faith to believe for that, but God, we ultimately trust that it is your supernatural provision and sovereignty alone, that there's nothing in our own power. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in our own will Mm -hmm. that can make this happen. We trust you, God. We know you are healer. We declare you as healer. We lift you high as healer. Mm -hmm. And we're just so sorry for anybody who has been made to feel like they are lesser in some way, or they haven't been healed because of something wrong with them. God, it is by your grace and grace alone. And we thank you for the cross Mm -hmm. that gives us absolute grace. And so Jesus, we release a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit in all of these gifts and every gift that we have unpacked in this entire series. And we thank you, Jesus, that it is in you, by you and through you and for your glory alone. May you release us as a body of Christ to a whole new level of effectiveness. And may we have grace with one another as we practice Mm -hmm. these gifts that you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. So So good. So good. Well, thank right. you for joining us today, everyone. So awesome. So and awesome. May you remember today that you are crowned as a daughter or child of the King. And you, God has complete confidence in you. <laughs> and we want you to practice, go practice yep. the spiritual gifts that you've been given, whether by discipline or by supernatural empowerment, practice, practice and grow in the gifts you've been given. We love you so much. And we're so excited for what God has for you. Amen. God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.